Hey everybody, welcome back to Goody and Johnny Mo with the movies. We've been on hiatus for a little bit with uh, our current worldwide situation that we have. Well, I mean, I think we, we hit a little low there for a little bit, and then... <laughs> yeah. COVID, COVID-19, coronavirus, yeah. and that just puts Took a kibosh on everything. Uh, I mean, we, we actually had plans to see a couple of films in March, and uh, oh, unfortunately yeah. that kind of just got shot down once the movie theaters shut mm -hmm. down. Um, so and we've been in isolation for the most part. Yeah, and this is the first one of the first times that I think Johnny Mo and I have like seen each other. Um, not from a car in a distance. Yeah, exactly. From not, a window. <laughs> not with like a pane of glass in between us uh, or a phone. Um, but uh, so we wanted to do something special tonight. The the last couple of weeks there's been a lot of Star Wars stuff that's been coming out. Uh, the there was a you know the Star Wars movies were all released in 4K in uh, physical form finally uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker just got put on Disney Plus, and uh, the, the Clone Wars animated series just ended with uh, season seven. So we thought today would be a good time because everyone's at home, everyone's still in quarantine. That if you're still questioning to watch Star Wars or how you watch it, what, what movie order you should do it in, tonight's tonight we're going to give it to you. But first, but first, we're going to let you know what we're drinking. I have a uh, Bitburger from the bottle in a nice uh, Black Forest Brewhouse glass. And mine is a Sam Adams, what am I drinking? Poor Trucker. Oh, the Poor Trucker, yes. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. And, and this, it's, what's so funny is that this is one of my favorite Sam Adams uh, seasonals. Uh, I love the Porch Rocker. It's, uh, I always try to buy a, uh, at least a case or two when it's out, so I have it for a little bit. Uh, I really enjoy it, light and refreshing. So, cheers. Cheers. This is to uh, episode 33. 33. Bitburger has definitely been my beer of isolation for the last couple of weeks now. So, with this whole uh, quarantine, uh, I have subjected my children to Star all of the... Star Wars binge-watching? It's, it's been Star Wars binge-watching for them, but I've been so excited that they have decided to kind of take that mantle and run with it. You know, they started watching uh, The Clone Wars, like uh, animated series just like right as like the quarantine was happening, like they just got into it. So they binged watched pretty much all of that. Uh, and then once I got the 4K set in April, we started watching uh, each of the movies. And uh, you know, my kids were asking me like, how do we, how should we watch them? Because there's so many. And I, I get asked this question a lot, being a Star Wars fan, uh, by friends, family members, uh, people at work, is how are you supposed to watch these films? Because mm -hmm. Uh, there's nine saga films. There is a total of 12 films that were released in theaters and What really is the proper way to do this and yeah, and, and keep in mind like Like right now. I mean a lot of people have seen All the movies um, as they came out so I mean that was the order they watched it no matter no matter what right. but it, you know you know, as the years go on, five years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now, there are going to be people that you know have never seen right. any of them. You know, and trust me, you know Disney has their way, which they've already had. You know, Star Wars is not going to be removed from the from the lexicon. No, that that's going to be pop culture. The, the, I think the language. You know, the, it's it's going to be. To I think it's going to be there forever. So people will always be uh, having the questions like, "Oh, okay, you know, I know about Star Wars." And there's all these movies, and it's like, okay, so what do you watch first? Yeah, and I think for, I don't, John and I might be on the same wavelength with this, but I know a lot of people might might 
might vary. Uh, but my first question to people when they ask me that is, well, do you know the big twist? And I, for people that have not watched Star Wars, I'm not going to say what the twist is. For the people that have seen Star Wars, you obviously know what that is. Um, but for me, that really depends if you know what the twist is with the original trilogy. And if you don't know what that is, then to me, you need to watch them starting with 4, 5, and 6 first. Starting with the original trilogy. Well, I, I, can, can we just declare spoiler alerts and, and say what the twist is? Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess we, we, we could, yeah. I mean, we could definitely say, okay, you know, for the next... Uh, next few seconds we're going to say what the twist is yeah so just you know mute it fast forward like 10 seconds and, <laughs> and go from there but uh obviously okay we'll say spoilers alert right now um if you have not watched any of the films don't listen to the next statement that we're going to make but obviously the twist we're talking about is the fact that darth vader is luke skywalker's father right so that is a huge revelation in episode at the end of episode five and confirmed by yoda in episode six so if you don't know that if you don't know what that twist is to me watching episodes one two and three um you might really enjoy those films but the ending of five means nothing it yeah. completely takes the shock and meaning of what the, of what happens at the end of that movie and it just it, it falls flat so if you've never seen them any at, at all before you have to watch four five and six first now, obviously, technology-wise, it's going to look slightly dated compared to the special effects that were available in the late 90s and early 2000s mm -hmm. when 1, 2, and 3 come out. But uh, to me, there's no question you watch 4, 5, and 6 first. Um, that's, that's how I did it with my kids. Um, you know, some people might just want to watch them in chronological order, which is fine. I want to say there's really nothing wrong with doing that. But I feel like you're setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment at the end of five when it's you know you'll find out when he reveals that that big line that you're like oh that's it that's the twist yeah you know so to me i i've always been a, a chronological i'm sorry i've always been a uh release date theatrical release date person um going you know four five and six then going back and watching one two and three and then seven eight and nine and sprinkling in solo and rogue one in there as well okay then before I... what's your rationale um how you would watch them i mean i i think i take the i think i take the traditional approach that um i would i would watch all of the movies in order of release date without a doubt because every movie that was released at the time that it was released took into took only took into the fact the previous movies you know what I mean? So I mean, every you know, everybody going into that movie had seen what was previously released, and the, even the people making that movie knew what was out there, and maybe didn't really know what was to come. Um, and I think you experience it in the order that any person would have experienced it had they been alive throughout the entire theatrical release. You know, going to the movies and seeing the seeing the, the that movie, and then the next one, and then the next one, and the next one. And because people, I mean, the filmmakers reveal or, and tell things with that context in mind. Like, right. I think they are, they are aware of what has been released and they, and they, they build on that. And because, and again, you know, you, if, you watch them out of, if you watch them in a different order, you're not going to know what certain things mean 
because they did mean something based right. on the pre based on a previously released movie. And if you if you see the and this all comes down to the fact, I mean, what why is this even an issue? This is an issue because episodes four, five, and six were released first. Yes. And then one, two, and three, and then seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, you George know, did things, it's completely disjointed. George did everything out of order. And then, you know, Rogue One and, and Solo, like those are all mixed right. in. Different time periods as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Rogue One takes place in between episode three and four. But, but it's, it's really immediately before four. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally yeah, like it days, ends, it days ends before four. It ends basically like... Leading into episode right. four. Like, now, that where was Solo, now, where does Solo take place? Solo takes place... Um, before episode one? No. No, Solo takes place about like seven or eight years before um, episode four. Because it's... After episode three. After episode three, yeah. Okay. After, cause you, well, you got to remember, between three and four, there's 19 years. Okay. In between three and four, so okay. uh, it, I think I want to say Solo. So it takes place. Be, so it takes place between so, Episode Three and Rogue One. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Solo is takes place does take place before Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, now um, the the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. So there was an animated Clone Wars feature film that was released in theaters before uh, the Dave Filoni. Uh, animated series show that took off and I have never seen that oddly enough mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen very few of the Clone Wars cartoons at all let alone the, the, the feature this, movie. this came out in 2008 I actually went and saw this all by myself because <laughs> I'm a uh, diehard die fan mm -hmm. no one I couldn't get anyone to go see this uh, movie with me they didn't want to go see an animated Star Wars film. and what animation studio put it out uh, Lucasfilm okay this it was I think it was years. still Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. right before it was before Disney. So um, that must take place between episodes two and three. Yes. Okay. So if you also remember too, before episode three came out, there was a, there was another Clone Wars animation shorts that they did. Mm -hmm. They were like six or seven minutes long. They were very short. Mm -hmm. uh, I forget who aired them. Um, they might have been on the Cartoon Network. Do you remember this? Like you've seen these, I know you I have. I think I have. And it's, it, it, uh, if I did, it was a long time ago, and they, they're not ingrained in my head. But yeah, there, they, there was there was two different Clone Wars. Like, yeah, like there was like a, it was a, it was a different animation style, yeah. and um, this this was all done before Revenge of the Sith was released, and like the final episode of this Clone Wars episode led into the the opening of mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith, uh, and it was. You know, it was it was decent. Like it introduced you to a lot of the other different Jedi um, and a lot of the other characters that you never really got to see in the in the canon films and in the, in the episode films from part of the saga. So you know, from that standpoint, I think it was really cool. And it was the same thing even with the newer animated series of the Clone Wars. You know, it's heavily based. I mean, there's a lot of you know Anakin and, and Obi Wan in this, uh, and of course uh, Anakin's apprentice Ahsoka. And uh, you know Yoda, Mace Windu, the clones are all there. There's and how each clone, like, there's certain clones have like their own like personalities, and they become like more than just their their number, um, their serial number, and uh, they all start to have like identities. And it was just it was really really the the animated series is really well done. The movie uh, was not. The movie really, uh, I don't think it. it the, the only good thing that it did was it introduced Ahsoka, but Ahsoka was not well done in the film. She was done much better in the animated series, mm -hmm. and that character has now become a beloved 
character in Star Wars. Um, I know a lot of people care about that character very much and you know want to see more of her. Uh, and I think we actually are going to get to see her in the Mandalorian series season two. There's going to be a live action version of her played by uh, Rosario Dawson. Now, uh, one movie, movie that we are ignoring, um, and probably rightfully so, is the Star Wars holiday special. Well, is that considered a movie? It's considered a TV movie. Is it considered a TV I, movie? I think so, because it's like, I mean, it's like an hour and a half long. I remember it being a long special. It's not like a half hour, I don't think. I think it's pretty long. And um, I found it on YouTube, and I started watching it. And uh, we never got around to finish it, but I am going to finish it. But I basically get the gist. But I don't believe that it exists nope. in, in, nope. in Star Wars nope. canon. George Lucas has not re-released that in any form. The only way you're getting no, no, that but it, is but it doesn't. Line. It's not. It doesn't actually take place in the Star Wars canon, canon? universe. No, it would probably. Like, be it didn't happen. Like it would probably be considered legends at this point. Yeah, like, it was like completely. It was completely a completely fabricated story, in my opinion. Yeah. That was made for TV, um, and it came out between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Correct. Um, and that's actually the really funny part is seeing uh, all those characters uh, in, a, in an age midway between the two movies. Right. You used to see them in Star Wars and then you used to seeing them in Empire and then all of a sudden you see what they look like in the but middle. Like, but everything is low funny. budget. Like even like the, yeah. the costumes are low budget. The props are low budget. Like nothing looks the way that it yeah. did in either A New Hope or Empire. Right. You know, and, and the reason why we, we, we bring up the chronology of, of when all the movies take place within you know uh, you know you know if you're putting it on the, on, a, on a yearly calendar like in, in Star Wars time where when everything took place is that there is a rationale to watch the films in the order that they occur in the in the chronological yes. time frame yeah. um, and you know I, I think me and Chris both agree that you know you suffer from that because you know, you watch four, five, and six, and then when you watch one, two, and three, you know where the story is going. Yes. And so you're, you're getting the backstory of how you got to four, five, and six. And it put, it's a completely different perspective. When you see these characters, you know what it's leading to. Right. And then, you know, unfortunately, when you get to seven, eight, and nine, um, in my opinion, it's like, you know, I don't even know if it's where they were supposed to go, but this is where Disney put everything because they didn't really know what to do and they just put it together. You know, I think had Lucas, you know, done seven, eight, and nine, I think, you know, you would have seen like it would have been so much more interesting to see where everybody how it tied together. How it all tied together yeah. and where the, where they where all these characters were gonna be X amount of years later, you know, in Lucas's original story. I, I think. Yeah. But I mean it's still at the end of the day it's it puts, you know, you know, it's just this. Now there's the Disney version of, of what seven, eight, nine isn't. Right. It's at the end of the day. It's still where you know these characters wound up and how and how they how they end how they ended. So then, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna, so if you're gonna watch them, John, give me give me your. Well, I mean, we'll leave the Clone Wars animated movie out of it since you haven't seen it. So for the eleven other films that are out there, what is your order? How would you watch them? Um. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it into perspective a little bit. Um, and it's just, I don't know that I'd have to be able to do this for all of the films, but like since we've been home, you know, in isolation, you know, well, you know, I got I got half of the grandkids staying at my house. We've been actually binge watching a lot of films. 
So um, we started watching the Terminator series. We started watching uh, the Indiana Jones series. You know, and if I was to endeavor to to say, okay, guys, you know, and they, I think they've seen almost all the Star Wars movies. Anyway, we were going to binge watch Star Wars, but had they had none of them seen it for the first time. So say, let's say 20 years from now, I'm doing this with my great-grandchildren, and they've never seen any of them. I would be doing it in 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 yeah, theatrical release. theatrical release mm-hmm. four four five and six, then one two and three, mm-hmm. and then it's seven, seven Rogue One Rogue One eight, eight Solo, Solo nine, and I don't really know what I would do with the Clone Wars because I don't know when that was released in between. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't even know that I would necessarily consider that part of the essential viewing like I would almost do that afterwards it's it's not essential viewing as far as the saga films really go because not for nothing I I don't I wouldn't watch the Clone Wars movie unless I'd watched all the animated shorts well you would watch you would actually need to watch the Clone Wars movie first before you started watching the Clone Wars animated show Oh, the movie came first? The movie came first before the animated series. Really? Oh, so okay, I didn't even know it's that. It's worth watching. If you're going to get into the animated series, it's worth watching the movie because then you get to see where Ahsoka came from, um, some of the troopers, uh, where they came from. So to me, it's like kind of worth seeing it from that respect. Yeah, and at that point, if I was going to watch all of the Clone Saga um, cartoons, um, I would, I would either do it at the very end or I would do it after episode three. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I probably I mean, as far as like getting, I would probably do the films first, and then I would do more like the animated stuff. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I think that would make sense. I mean, for for me, uh, I would definitely like when I sit down and watch it. I really enjoy going through four or five. If any time I get a new version of the the movies, like when I just got the four K version, even if I wasn't watching with my kids, I would still watch it with four, five, and six first, no matter what, because I, I just I love the original trilogy. Um, that's kind of how I would start it off, and then from there I'd watch one, two, and three, and then after three, I would probably then watch Solo, Rogue One, and then go into seven, eight, nine, because I the way that because uh, after episode three, you you know Solo and uh, Rogue One, although not in theatrical release terms but uh, as far as chronological or that doesn't really screw up too much between watching between three and seven so I can watch those two films uh, even though I've already watched four five and six and then after row one because it's it's also it looks newer too like mm-hmm. you know it, you know just you could just see like the technology and so you're saying four five six one two, two three, three solo world one seven, seven eight nine. nine yeah that's that's how I would that's how I would watch them. You know, that's actually not a bad idea because at the end of the day, you know, if you're if you're binge watching, you know, throwing in the throwing in the star, you know, the star a Star Wars movie in between seven, eight, nine, yeah, is a little disjointed. It breaks it. It, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm like saying? Like, like, you know, like it's like seven, then Rogue seven, one. and then you're going, you know, and then, then eight, eight, and then Solo. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I could I could see where that almost gets like a little confusing, you know, you know it's different you know when you've been watching them you know when you it's different if like you know like someone like who's seen these movies over and over and over again you know it doesn't matter which movie you watch you're not going to get confused, yeah. but somebody watching these for the first time say they did like you know 
an 11 day marathon, you know, you know, to do seven and then Rogue One and then eight and then Soul and then nine, you know, that could be like, whoa, whoa, you know, like, I, I can see that being a little confusing. But if, um, but if, you know, if you, if you've never seen them before, but you know about Darth Vader, you know who he is, you know all the twists. Um, and then I think at that point you could probably get away with just going starting from episode one, go you know one, two, and three, yeah. then watch uh, Solo, Rogue One, which leads right into episode four, five, and six, and then seven, eight, and nine. Oh yeah, because I would definitely highly recommend this because it's even something that I would want to do because I've seen old, I've seen the movies in theatrical order. Yeah. Um, I I would, you know, almost as like a fun experiment, watching them in the order they occur. Right, you know, and I think I think yeah. that would that would be fun. It just wouldn't be. It's satisfying. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong; like, it's satisfying no, watching I, that because yeah. you see you see the growth and development of the story yeah. and how it really all starts with Anakin. I just wouldn't recommend anyone doing that if they're seeing it for the first. <laughs> I time. agree. Yeah. yeah, if it's a first, yeah. if this is your first watch and you don't know any of the twists, I would highly recommend watching it four, five, and six first. Yeah, and I and I think you've kind of sold me on the idea of um, putting. Solo and Rogue One in between the first oh, and yeah. second trilogy. Yep. You know, watch four, five, and six, then one, two, and three, and then Solo and Rogue One and seven, eight, nine. Because I, I think it is important to watch each trilogy as a block with nothing in between. Yes. You know, because they, I mean, they're a part of the grand story, but each yeah. trilogy is its own story yeah. with its set of characters right. that it has. Because so all the solo, all the uh, the Star Wars stories, throwing it in between the uh, trilogy just kind of yeah. kind of breaks a train of thought. Yeah, I mean that. Um, I mean when Disney released those, they were on that train of thought as we want to release a Star Wars movie one every year. Yeah. So they you know, they had that going for five years. They they were able to accomplish that, um, but you know I I don't. That's not a Star Wars is not Marvel, you know. Like you, yeah. it's not. It, that's not a franchise that should have a different character, a different movie every single year. Um, yeah. I, I think you know Lucas. So there's a reason why Lucas took three years in between each film to make, um, other than him being like the grand storyteller and he was very particular with how he wanted things done, but it kind of gave everybody a. A chance to digest what they what they saw what they watched yeah and it, it I think that actually helps to build up anticipation of the next film yeah uh, so you know it, it's not like you know oh great now we have another film coming out next year and I think you know as a sidebar here I actually think that's one of the reasons why Solo did not do as well in the box office because it came out less than six months after the last Jedi came out and last Jedi had such a huge I mean last Jedi did very well in the box office made over a billion dollars but it, uh, you know, and critically it did well, but as far, as far as like the audience itself, it was very, very mixed. Um, and that, that really helped to divide the fan base a lot. And then, you know, you saw so many people talking about boycotting Solo to hurt Disney because they felt that Disney was hurting the, the Star Wars brand. Uh, and not to mention the fact that Solo, I think, came out um, one or two weeks after Infinity War. Which is a huge, oh, like two billion dollar film. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it's like, all right, well, that was a you know huge mistake, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Solo did not financially do that well. If, if they had waited for Solo to come out that December, and it would have been a year from release date to release date, like they did with Force Awakens and Rogue One, mm -hmm. Rogue One made over a billion dollars. 
Rogue yeah. One was also a superior film yes. compared to Solo. Oh, yeah. But uh, I still, I can watch Solo and enjoy that film for what it was and think it should have done better in the box office than it actually did. Um, but, you know, I, again, it's, you know, that's the that's the Disney train that, uh, that we're on right now. So uh, I am happy that they're taking kind of a break. Regroup, get an idea, get a plan, get someone like a, uh, you know, like Mar Marvel has Kevin Feige, who puts together the MCU and has the roadmap of where we're going. Uh, I don't think Disney's had that with Star Wars yet, and I am hoping that they use either someone like a Dave Filoni, who has been in charge of the Clone Wars and worked with George Lucas throughout the Clone Wars animated series and Rebels. So, like, he is George's right-hand man, so to speak. And if George were to pass the torch on to somebody, it, it would be Dave. Yeah. So he could be the guy. And plus the fact that he's doing Mandalorian right now with uh, John Favreau, who's proven himself to be a, a very good director. Uh, you know, having someone either like Favreau or someone like Dave Filoni be the guy that's the, that does the roadmap and kind of orchestrates how the Star Wars universe should go, I think that is the move that Disney needs to make. They need a captain in the chair that's going to direct this show and going forward so that mm -hmm. there is a cohesive storyline throughout all of this. And it's not just disjointed. And I think that's one of the real uh, breaking points of this newer trilogy. Um, you know, as individual films, you can watch them and probably enjoy them. But when you try to you know make this block a, a trilogy... Uh, there it's disjointed a little bit like there's definitely parts that that don't gel well together and it's because they didn't have an overall storyline between all three films right. it was kind of like each person did their own film and it was just passed the baton off to the next guy whereas you know say what you want about the prequel trilogy it has a cohesive story oh yeah no it does you know it might not have been it might not be the best written three films but it has a decent story to it you know, the, the, the tragic fall of Anakin Skywalker, it is a very good story. Yeah, no, no, I agree. You know, it's just, the dialogue itself is just not written well. Um, whereas 7, 8, 9, I kind of feel like actually had some decent dialogue, but the overall story was, was weak. Yeah, that's all over the um, so, so to me, like, that's how I would end up, I think I would end up watching mine that way. Yes, yeah, so I, I think at the end of the day, what you have is you almost have like three legitimate choices. You have, um, you know, complete theatrical release, yep. complete chronological order, and then uh, almost a little bit in the middle where you do four, five, six, one, two, three, then both Star Wars um, stories, mm -hmm. and then seven, eight, nine. And I think that's good. But I do have one other aspect I want to throw in that. Yes. I honestly feel that anyone watching all of these films, like in a binge watch, like, you know, a completed sort of binge watch, I would honestly say that you would also watch the trailers for The Phantom Menace. Because I think the trailer for The Phantom Menace is, might even be better than the film. It was... It's one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievably fantastic. And to be honest, people, and this is almost, might even be unique in, in movie history. People literally 
went to the movies and paid money to see the trailer. And then walk out. And then late. And then left. Yeah. And I was one of those. What movie was it that was that Uh, first Wing Commander? Wing Commander. Yes. I went. I bought a ticket to see Wing Commander. Did you sit? Did you stay? No. I. I. You. I went in because Wing Commander was supposed to be a horrible movie. Yes. And I was like. And I. I. I went to see. I went to the movies just to see, the trailer for the Phantom Menace, and I'm telling you, it was freaking. Fantastic! I and I and I. No, the first trailer. And I got up, and when the fan, when the when the trailer was over, I got up and I said, "That's all I need to see," and that was and that was worth it. And I walked out of the theater, and I think I still have. I think I have my stuff. I saved my stuff for that. You know, but and that was something that people did. Like it, like that was in the newspaper that people were going and doing that. People were doing that, and they were advertising what movie was going to have the trailer. You know, you know I, I think I, I actually agree with you. I think watching the trailer sometimes before the film um, almost adds to the experience a little bit. Um, one, because sometimes when they do trailers, it's sometimes those scenes are not in the film. Yeah. So it's kind of like you get to see maybe like a little cut scene that what didn't make the film but made the trailer. So that, that's that's kind of cool. And I don't think I would say that about any other trailer. Only because of the phenomenon that was surrounded that yeah. trailer. Well, because I mean, if, if you think about it, when that came out in '99, the, the last film was Return of the Jedi in '83. Yeah, so I mean, you, the, you had you had 16 years. The, an, films the anticipation was extremely was unbelievable. High. It yeah. was it was off the scale how much people were looking forward to the Phantom Menace yeah. when they so heard a new Star Wars film, a new Star Wars trilogy, a new yeah. Star Wars film by George Lucas. Oh my God! And then, like, I mean, that, that trailer was just. I mean, it is just unbelievable. So I would almost want, like, if I was watching these movies with, with the, either my grandkids or my great grandchildren, I would, I would like, I would explain that and put that in perspective, yeah. and say, like, you know, like people went to the movies just to see this trailer as almost like a little mini movie. Yeah, no, yeah. that was good, and the trailer, that trailer was very good, and especially compared to. Uh, it's to better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the trailer is better than the movie because the trailer was perfect. Because I can tell you right now, after watching the trailer, I was so hyped up for the film. Like, um, I think I bought either, I bought my tickets in advance of The Phantom Menace, and I either bought seven days in a row at 10. I think it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think I bought 10 days in a row with the tickets in different theaters. And like, yeah, I saw the movie 10 times in a row. Because it was oh, you, just beat, like, you beat me on that. I think I only saw Phantom Menace twice. In <laughs> and it was either that or seven. I forget if it was seven or ten, but it was at least Force, seven and possibly Force ten. Awakens. I saw I think five <laughs> or six times in the theater. I didn't see it ten though. Ten. ten and it was. Ten and you know what? I'm not, and I enjoy. I still enjoy that movie as much as uh, people have a lot to say about that movie. I I still enjoy that movie immensely. You know what? That's Jar Jar Binks doesn't ruin the movie for me. There's too many. Other great there things, are some in, that good things in that movie. This it's for that to negate all of that. But you know, okay, so listen, this is a good segue. So now the second part of this episode that we really want to do is we kind of want to go over our favorites. So I mean, yeah. obviously we're we're both you know big fans. Uh, it's been mentioned in some of our other reviews. We've talked about it. We said that this episode was coming a year ago. Uh, so now that we're finally you know going through all this, we're gonna we're gonna really dive deep. So yeah. the next uh, half of this, we want to talk and we're gonna list out. Not only are we going to list out our favorite films, 1 through 12, and that's including the, the animated Clone Wars Well, for me, movie. 1 through 11, because I haven't seen it. But we're also going to talk about which we think is has the most quality to it, the and ranks those in order as yeah. well. 
because you know a lot, of people, are different. a lot of people don't realize that there's a big difference between what you like and what's good. You know, I like White Castle. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to sit there and say <laughs> that White Castle is a quality burger and deserves to win, you know, the awards of the well, greatest I, burger in the I'm very glad that you admit that. You know, it's, there's what you like and there's quality and there's actually a third category. Third category is greatness because greatness is a matter of historical record. Quality is a matter of subjective um, analysis. So let's let's and go. Favorite is just what you like. Oh yeah, just what you like. You know, it's what I, it's what you like. And I, listen, well, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm sure John's going to agree with me. There is whatever you have listed as your favorite Star Wars films, and whatever your order is, there's it's not wrong. Yeah, there's, and there's not nothing wrong. we can say to change that. Absolutely, I agree. Because guess what? I don't want anyone changing my yeah. films. I'm not going to change his films, and no. we're not going to change yours. You, however you like your films, whichever ones you like, you love the prequel trilogy, you love the sequel trilogy. Good for you. You enjoy those films. Yeah. So what you like is what you like. Absolutely. 100%. There is no right and wrong. So uh, right with that, let's do. You want to do quality first, or you want to do favorites first? Um. Let's do quality. Let's do quality. Let's do first. quality first. Okay. So you shoot me your last. Uh, shoot me nine you wanna, through. You want to go from bottom to top? Let's go bottom to top. Okay. So where's your eleven? My number eleven um, is the Last Jedi. I have The Last Jedi at the bottom. Now this is quality. Quality. Quality, okay. Yeah, I have it at the bottom. Okay. Um, for I'm not going to mention this again, but number 12 on mine is the, the animated Clone Wars movie. And like I said before, uh, it's a part of Star Wars. Uh, I've, I've watched it because it, it tells a part of the story, um, but that is the lowest on my list. That is ranked number 12, both on my quality and my favorite and I'm just going to leave it there with oh, that. So that's good. So we kind of eliminate that. So we'll just that eliminate that completely. And, we, and now we yeah. both have 1 through 11. Um, Quality-wise, mine, uh, my bottom uh, saga film is uh, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Um, really? Wow, it, it, okay. Yeah, that... I, I mean, I was not a fan of uh, Hayden's acting in 2. Uh, I thought that was really hard to kind of sit through. It really felt like he was just reading cue cards behind someone holding it up on the uh, behind the camera for him. Yeah. Um, very, very. Uh, not not dry. That's not the word I'm looking for. But it just was uh, almost robotic. It just it didn't it didn't convey the emotion that it that I felt his part really needed to. Oh yes. Yeah. This was the Anakin that was that had you know. That we were going to be with that was going to turn into Darth Vader. Yeah. I mean, and I, this, I just. The whole first trilogy is supposed to be about the fall of Anakin Skywalker. So you got to have a solid Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. You know, and yeah. to me, Hayden Christensen was he's, horrible. He was not it. He was absolutely horrible. You know, and, and then although he did get better in three, I, I will admit that. Like, I think between two and three, his acting did improve, but two was just not great. I was not a fan of the huge dialogue in two. Um, I love Natalie Portman. I think she's a great actress, but in episodes two and three, she just horrendous. didn't shine. And I and I, I don't really want to put that on her, only because I've seen her body of work after these films, mm -hmm. and she's a very good actress. Even before, it, yeah, even beforehand, uh, you know, the professional. The professional. Uh, yeah. And she's what, like eight years old, ten years old in that movie, or not? Not eight. She's probably like 10, 10, 10, 10, 11 years old. You know, or so, eleven or twelve. But I mean, she's great in that. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to put it more on the dialogue and the writing than than anything else. Um, it was just it started to get very heavily digital. Like 
I was like, we couldn't have got a few people in a clone trooper's outfit, some like real people. Like so much of that was digital. Um, I thought it started to hurt the film. One of the, the best things in that movie was the Yoda lightsaber fight scene against Dooku. Yeah. I will say, that, I mean, there, I can go through this entire list, whether it's at the top or the bottom, and I can come up with good things and bad things about any of these films. Uh, there are things in two that I really do enjoy. Like I liked Jango Fett. I, I, I love uh, Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor to me is one of my favorites uh, in the prequel trilogy. Um, so there are things that I, I do like. Um, just the, the, the whole political aspect of the prequel trilogy is intriguing to me. So there are things I do like about the film, but just overall, the way that the, the dialogue worked, it kind of just, it's, it just kind of sucks some of the life out of me when I watch that film. So that's my, that's my bottom. Yeah, and the reason why I put The Last Jedi at the bottom is, is, is um, I, I just, to me, it's just such a pointless film. It, the, you know, the story, you know, like I said, it's like, you know, like they're just waiting for the starship to run out of gas and it doesn't, it doesn't propel much. And the, the whole story dynamic and the sidebar going to find the, the, oh, master, bite. the master code break. Yeah, master code break. I just found the story to be absolutely horrendous. Mm. Um, and it was really just, you know, like watching that movie was just, you know, even though there were a, a certain a certain technical elements in it that I did like, like I just overall, I just thought it was just, it was just the most nothing useless movie of the yeah. whole group. Um, you know, going going up from there, I think the next one I have at number at number ten is uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. You know, because it's like I think like for the same some of the same reasons Chris was saying. You know, Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman should be the other the focal point of that yes, movie. That's the love story, and both of their performances are. Horrendous. And what's actually funny is I believe those two actually dated. Really? I believe those two actually, I, I'm not 100% positive, but I thought I remember that they had dated for a period of time. Uh, while, I don't know if it was while they were filming or after they were filming, but obviously that started their, mm -hmm. you know, attraction to one another. But there's no chemistry. Yeah. There's no chemistry. You know, I just found it to be, um, I don't know, I, it, it's almost to me like those they, they get to the point where like that to me that movie was almost unwatchable like I, I I always feel like I'm like I'm forcing myself to sit through it well yeah you have to sit through because it it's a part of the it's a part of the story I, I listen uh, Revenge of the Sith is also my uh, number 10 uh, as well so it's same but um, there are some of the the redeeming qualities about three the Anakin Obi-Wan lightsaber battle uh, George promised that that was gonna be the best lightsaber battle we've seen um, and I think that might still be to this day one of the best. I, I still love Luke and Vader Empire. The, on the lava flow? Yeah, when they're on Mustafar. Like that whole mm -hmm. fight just from the start of when they fight at the facility when Obi-Wan gets out of the, his, the, the starship, uh, Padme's starship. Yeah, that to me was such a, a, that was a really good lightsaber battle. Um, the, the, even the, you know, seeing, again, seeing Yoda fight Sidious, I thought was great. Uh, Windu fighting Sidious, uh, I thought again was also good, but again, just very, very digital. Like the prequel trilogy just went from one, two, and three, went from less practical to more digital. 
where the original trilogy was so much practical effects because they didn't have any of that stuff. And even the sequel trilogy, they went back and they did. You know, one thing I give JJ credit for is that he purposefully wanted to bring back digital, uh, I'm sorry, uh, practical effects mm -hmm. for those films. And I think that really does make a difference. But, you know, again, like, give me guys in a clone costume. Like, you couldn't have made, like, a dozen clone costumes and, like, put guys in it so that it actually had, like, texture to it and, uh, you know, depth. I mean, the, 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 the digital technology was fantastic. Like, mm -hmm. that, and that's, like, the beginning of it. You know, like George, yeah. like really started to push that. Yeah, and see, in the I, prequel trilogy, and I, I enjoyed the digital technology uh, in two because I felt that episode two was a was a jump from yeah. episode one, and I and I thought oh big time oh digital yeah. was yeah no big and, time. and and I liked it because I, I I thought everything I thought everything looked really good and busy and and like you were like you were in another galaxy. The the background but episode three I found it to be more. Less interesting and, and very prevalent and like almost more intrusive to the story and then and then the story wasn't that good. Right. It's like you're almost heavily relying on the special effects, which for yeah. Star Wars film, you know, we're not used to that. As as much as the special effects are a part of the film, the story is what carried the film. Yeah. The special effects were just kind of like the extra, uh, you know, amazement on top of it all. Um. The one thing I will say about the prequel trilogy films is that the backgrounds in like Coruscant are fantastic. So like what John was saying, how yeah. it's very busy. Uh, you It looks like an, an alien city or, you know, just like a, um, a more technically advanced city with yeah. everything that they had going on there. So, you know, that part, I really, like that, those are the little details that to me stand out in those films. And I, and I think it. that was a lot of Lucas's vision to create yes. that. You know, it, take, it takes a lot of creativity to, to, boldly create these scenes that are very unique looking, you know, and, and, you know, it, it has, it has someone's artistic stamp on it. Whereas I think, I don't even think they bothered to do that in seven, eight, nine, because I don't think they would have had anyone creative enough to make it interesting. Yeah. You know, so they just went with, they went another route. So that's, that's the, re that's 10 for me. So what's, uh, what's your next one after well, that? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, just to put it out there, like my, Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. To me, my seven through eleven, like they're all, in my opinion, relatively bad. It's just a matter of which ones are worse. I don't, I don't start getting into movies that I think are really good until until the top six. But like my number, my number nine is The Force Awakens. Okay. Um, and I, I, and I, and I, and I think that only because it's um. I, on the surface, the movie isn't that bad, but to me, because of its lack of originality and a total walk down memory lane pulling from other films, there's, there's almost nothing original in that movie, and it's just a matter of, of taking everything that's been done before and trying to put it in this movie to, you know, spark the, the new trilogy. And you know, get everybody all nostalgic, and I hold and I and I hold that against the filmmakers for not for not having a unique artistic vision. Yeah. To me, that was a safe bet, and it was very, um, for me, boring. But for someone maybe who had never seen anything before, never seen any movies, or maybe that maybe that, that was enjoyable. Yeah. But 
I I hold that against the filmmakers, and I take and I take a lot of points away from that. And yeah. that's why it goes. To, that's why it goes. It goes that way. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, my next one is Solo. Um, as much as I can watch Solo, and I, I actually do enjoy it, uh, I think from a, a quality standpoint, it's just okay. It's just okay. You know, the story's just okay. How Han gets his last name Solo was like. He gets that from like an imperial like officer that's like checking him into be, checking him into the mm -hmm. uh, the imperial navy. Uh, I don't know. I, I was like, really? That's how we're gonna do this? That's how he gets the name? But uh, you know, again, some redeeming qualities about it. Uh, Lando was awesome. Uh, Donald Glover was fantastic in that film as Lando. Um, seeing the Millennium Falcon uh, as it's as it was before Han got it. And we, we actually get to see how Han gets it at the end of the film. The reveal of Darth Maul at the end of the film was really cool. That was the one saving grace for this film that I'm like, okay, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. When they brought Maul on, I wanted to see what happened next. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they do something on Disney Plus with that. I don't know if they ever will, but that to me would be something that they could put directly on that and it's, you know, keep the budget down and I think they can get away with it. To me, it was basically, you know, a, a very much filler movie meant just to make money. Yes. Um, it was very unremarkable. No one asked for it. No one yeah. asked for a Han Solo film. It was there very were other, unremarkable. There were other characters we were asking for. Yeah. I think they just wanted uh, to cash in on the, the name yeah. and make a Han Solo film. And it, yeah. and it wasn't that and it, bad. It, listen, and it changed directors midway through. There was a mm -hmm. lot of reshoots. There was problems on the set with all this. You know, Ron Howard had to come in and, and do the best that he could. And for Ron's credit, I, I think he did do a decent job. And I think he did some fan service. Uh, in the film as well, but you know, overall, it was, it's it's tough. Like you're gonna see Solo, you're expecting Harrison Ford, um, and to see um, what's his name, El Eldon, Eldon, Emmerich. I, I'm so sorry, I don't know, I I'm, I can't recall his name right now. Yeah. But um, you know, the, he was okay. He was all right. Looked, I mean, Chewie yeah. was great. You know, seeing how him and Chewie met. So I mean, mm -hmm. like again, some redeeming qualities about the film that I can I can sit down and watch it for those aspects of it. Um, but as far as quality wise, it's on the, the lower tier for me. Yeah, yeah, and and to me that and that goes right into because that's the movie I have at number. Yeah. At number eight. Yeah. My solo to me is number eight. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's a, it just you know it just kind of and now granted I've only seen I think I've only seen the movie once, I think I need to see it again. Maybe I'll enjoy it a little bit more because it's even lower in my enjoyable list. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think almost every one of these movies is worth seeing twice. You know. Oh just, no, I, I just think out so. Of, just out of you know respect. Yeah. No, know? no, I think so too. You know. So yes, I mean, so that's my number eight, seven, eleven, ten, nine. Yeah, number eight. So what's your number eight? My eight is the Last Jedi. Um, okay. I've said this before, and when we did a, a retro review of this film. Uh, if this Star Wars film were a standalone film, and like if this was a Star Wars story film, and not an episode That's film, episode eight. Episode eight, last yeah. Jedi, correct. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, actually, it's number eight on my list. It's kind of funny. If, if this was a, if Ryan Johnson's film was a standalone film and did not include any of the names of the original trilogy characters, this film would have done a lot better for me. But I've always said I was just, I was not a huge fan of 
the the Luke story and Luke storyline and and why he was exiled why he he exiled himself. I never bought into it. I, I just I. I don't. Think, I just. I don't think I just Mark Hamill bought into it either. No, he didn't, and he was very, you know, vocally active about that. He he became the. Uh, he he'd said and did all the right things when the time came to it to help you know promote the film and and not bash Ryan too much or the film, but um, but he definitely made his voice well known at certain parts of filming that this was not the Luke, that he would have expected to come back to after thirty years. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, and, but you know you can't really argue with the Disney machine, right? And if you because if you do, you get thrown off the train. And and, 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 that <laughs> and he didn't want and, he didn't yeah. want to get thrown off. I mean, I don't think they would have, but I think it it, it could have been his his role could have been minimized in those films. Sure. But I just uh, I, I love Luke Skywalker very much. I love Mark Hamill. I think he's great. And uh, you know, I grew up as and Luke was one of my heroes. So to see his character treated like that, I just I had a really tough time buying into how that all transpired and how he ended up going into exile. I think that could have been done a completely different way and still be done with the point of learning the lesson about failure. And I think that is one of the redeeming qualities about The Last Jedi uh, with Yoda talking to Luke about failure and how that's, um, that's a great teaching moment. And I, and I completely agree with that. Um, Luke at the end, saving everybody the way he did with that force projection, Fantastic scene. Mm -hmm. I, did you like that? Like, was that a good scene for you in that film? The force projection of him fighting Kylo Ren, and it's he's not really there. Uh, yes. I mean, that to me is something that we hadn't seen. Yeah. I do like when you give me something that we haven't seen before when it comes to the force, and Ryan gave us that at the end. So that to me is a redeeming quality about that. I still can't stand Canto Bite. It's a pointless, mm -hmm. pointless sidebar scene. Never should have happened. You should have gave me more Maz Kanata. She should have been the one to come in and uh, and work with Rose and work with Finn to get on the Star Destroyer and do something there. Um, Holdo not talking to Poe and telling him what the plan was. She had to keep the big secret and it's just a matter of just trust me. I know what I'm doing. Um, I found a lot of faults in the i mean we could we could spend a whole nother episode on this which we've done oh in our yeah review. because so because i don't want to get into it I, I actually disagree with you on that I we did that no we did we had disagreements i think, I think the general doesn't have to tell the, the pawns in underneath them but he's not a pawn yeah but he's underneath he's underneath and but... he's on the shit list <laughs> <laughs> so well, like, there's, you know what you 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 follow orders there's yeah. yes there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of discussion that can be had about yeah. that but i'm I, I mean i know we're trying to keep we, this we short do, we do not want to so i mean if you want more about that go into our last shot review that we did last yeah. year and you can get a, a good earful from from what we thought about that film um okay. so, so now number seven number seven number seven i have the rise of skywalker um and i think i put it i think i put it at the top of the bottom tier movies okay because it's I think it's the the new trilogy movie that has the best storyline. It has um, it has definitely has some I think some some original unique stuff, uh, and it focuses more on story than any of the pr two previous films. Now you haven't seen right. this since we saw in the theater, right? Uh, you have not seen Rise of Skywalker. Don't think so. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I and even though um, I think the whole thing with the with the with the emperor is just way too glossed over. 
uh, in terms of how he's even alive and what his plan yeah. is, and you know, and how he's able to do any of this stuff. It's just all thrown you know? in there. Here you go. Take so it. So I, I think it. I think it ends on a pretty like just. You're just gonna have to accept it. Note. Yes. But for, but the but the most of the movie, in my opinion, actually had some story chops to it. Yeah. Um, no, that, the, I agree. that the other ones didn't. So that that I think that's why I give it. I think that's why I say. And to me, Rise of Skywalker is not a great film. That's your number seven, right? Yeah, it's not a great film. It's my number seven. Um, but it's more. I give it a I give it a lot more I give it more respect than than the other films beneath. Yeah, that's so, also you know what that's my number seven. Uh, also, funny enough, is Rise of Skywalker um, for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of this film, especially the first half of this movie. It was very fast paced. Uh, again, a lot of the stuff we went over in our recent review that we did after we saw Rise of Skywalker uh, earlier this year. Um, but uh, again, you know, I enjoyed the film. I just am unhappy with how there was no consistent story between seven, eight, and nine. It was just each director did their own thing. And then when JJ came back uh, to do nine, after the original director, Colin Trevorrow, left for creative uh, differences, um, they're just, I, I would just, I wasn't, like, I, I like the fact of, of the fact that the Emperor was somehow involved, but the fact that we don't get any backstory on this whatsoever uh, was disappointing. Um, I would have liked to have seen flashbacks, like give me flashbacks on how this was orchestrated and how this all started to come about. So some stuff that kind of just got left out, unfortunately for me. Um, there are certain aspects again that I really enjoyed about this film, but uh, but overall, yeah, I'm putting this seven uh, on my list as well. Now my number five and my number six are really close in my head. I, I keep jockeying back and forth, but I'm going to go with number six uh, being Rogue One. Okay. Um, and I and I think with with number six and up, like I I feel that um, I've, I've entered the realm of of these are these were good movies that have that are, yeah. that, are, that are positive films. You know, you know, this is the positive side. Everything below that to me was negative. Um, but Rogue One, I really think was. Um, I actually, I think Rogue One was a really good film. Um, it was very enjoyable. Um, it had a great, I think it had just had a great storyline and it, and it did its job of, of filling in an enormous gap in the story in the, that, that nobody knew about. Right. And it, and it, it filled it with, yeah. with, with an enormous amount of detail. With and a two-hour film. <laughs> and I, and I thought it was pretty good. Even though there were just certain, there were certain aspects of it which were not, were a little off, but but overall, I, I thought that was a really well made film, and it was very surprising. It was surprisingly very surprising. well made. Yes, I agree with that. Because I I mean I I think it's better than than four out of four out of the nine, you know, trilogy films. Right. This is a this is a, a Star Wars story. It's not even yeah, a saga film. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think um, so. Yeah, that one that I I thought that was a, I thought that was a pretty good movie. My number six uh, is The Force Awakens. Uh, I really did enjoy this film when it came out. I, I, I told John this uh, before. I remember walking out of The Force Awakens and I was so incredibly excited for the franchise to see where it was going. Um, I mean, it's no, I don't hide that. I, I do like the prequel trilogy, but I never really left on a high note with those films. When I walked out of Seven, 
I was like completely rejuvenated with my my Star Wars excitement and uh, I mean as you know John does point out some of the flaws in it that there are a lot of retreaded ideas from episode four that that are in that film but I do really like the new characters I really like Poe and Finn and Rey I thought Maz Kanata was a really interesting character someone that was underutilized in this new trilogy that they could have used a lot more um, having Harrison Ford come back and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill uh, and you know Chewie, you know having those characters come back, I thought were were great, but just not you know, missed opportunities. Not having the three of them in one scene together in this film, um, not utilizing the droids more. I mean, they, I know that they really pushed BB-8 to the front, and and that's why he was kind of front and center in Episode Seven. Uh, but R2D2 takes a back seat up until the very end of the movie. Three um, PO is kind of a is is not even a side note in, mm -hmm. in this film. Um, so again, not seeing some of those characters get a little more screen time was was unfortunate. But to me, it, it gave me enough. It gave me the, this mysterious Snoke character. It gave me uh, Kylo Ren, who is uh, the son of, of Han and Leia. Uh, so those were some really interesting takes. I just would have liked to have seen a, maybe a little more originality to the finale part of it, because it's just you know a, a bigger Death Star, as Han says. So I would have liked to have seen something a little different with that. Uh, however, I still really did enjoy the film, and that, and I thought the the filmmaking of it, the visuals, I thought were incredibly well done. So I will give that to JJ. My number five is Attack of the Clones, um, and I, I think I, I think I give Attack of the Clones a lot of credit because I think it's um, I. I from a from a visual standpoint, I, I really thought the um, I, I almost want to say I think it's the high point of Lucas's visuals in terms of, of, of any of the of any of the films. Like in terms of like the presentation of this, you know, other galaxy and other other not of the universe, but another galaxy, you know, and what was going on. I think that's when he really it was like I just found it really, I, and I thought it was really well made. Even like when they were going to, um, um, uh, the, the, the cloners, Camino. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, just the visuals of they, they just kept jumping from place to place to place in that movie. And I thought the visuals were really good. And I thought the story, and the story wasn't bad either. Um, you know, just as you know, you just had the, the horrible choice of casting for Hayden Christensen. And the very wooden lines for both of them, for both him and and, yeah. and um, Natalie Portman. But um, I do give a I do give Attack of the Clones. Uh, I think it's. It, it, I find it enjoyable, and I, I think it's one of those movies that I that I haven't seen in a while. And I got to go back and see it yeah. again. Yeah, no, I think it's worth it. Uh, for my five, for my five, uh, mine is uh, Episode One, Phantom Menace. Uh, that was, it's, it's an interesting film because I remember going into that kind of like what John said and. So now that's my number four, so I can speak to that as well. You know, just kind of like, like watching the trailer, you know, you had, I had so much excitement going into this oh, and I remember God. going in opening night. The trailer is a four star movie. This is one of the, <laughs> this is one of the first, this is one of the first films I remember I needed to go opening night. You know, like I needed to be there. Well, this is my question to you. 
Is that the first Star That's got to be the first Star Wars movie you saw in theatrical release. No, uh, original release, yes. I did see Ori the special no, no, editions. Original, no, original, original release, original yes. Original theatrical release. Yeah, I was, I was too young. With, okay. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't born with... Because that uh, was 99. Right, I wasn't yeah. born in 4 or 5, 6, it was 83, I was 2 years old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it then. So that's um, your first, yeah. So watching that in the theater, um, there were so many cool things in the I mean, right away you get hit with... Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon, uh -huh. and they're you know they got the lightsabers coming out and they're fighting on the the Trade Federation ship, and you're seeing these force powers that they're using. And you're like, oh my god, like we never got to see anything like this. Like we're seeing like actual yeah. Jedi do stuff. Yeah, you know it's not like a Jedi in training. Like these guys are real. Like and it was like just to see these guys as powerful as they were, uh, just really cool. Um, and like the, the the costumes of the Memoidians and uh, the technology of the, the ships, like there was some really good stuff with that, and I, I really and I really enjoyed again a lot of some of the practical effects. Like they made a couple of actual battle droids. Yes, a lot of it was CG, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you, they did actually make a couple of those. And like it's it's in the behind the scenes, you can actually visually see it. George Lucas is actually showing Spielberg like what the droids look like, um, you know. To me, the Phantom Menace gets a lot of flack, and I think it's undeserved because everybody that tells me that that the Phantom Menace sucks is because they hate off Jar Jar Binks. Well, it's not just Jar Jar you know, Binks; and it's I'm Jake so, Lloyd too. And I'm Jar Jar, listen, you know what? See, J Jar Jar Binks. I like Jake Lloyd. No, oh, I should. I think they should have went with a kid that was a little bit older. And when you actually see some of the names of the kids that auditioned for that role, mm -hmm. who are big stars today, you shake your head. Because you're like really like see, after they like they go with Jake Lloyd over some of these other. See, some of Jake Lloyd's lines were a little a little goofy. No, and again, like but part, you of know what? part of it's dialogue. I, I yes, I wound up. The more I watch, and I I think I've watched the Phantom Menace more than any of well, any, of, any like, of the of the second or third trilogy. Well, just in the just in the theatrical so that, theater alone. You oh yeah, well yeah, I wound up seeing you know, and and I and I I like. Jake Lloyd, more and more, every time I see him, I can completely ignore Jar Jar Binks more and more because he just he just doesn't bother. Like he's annoying, but he doesn't bother me that much well, because there's too many other good things in that. No, you know what? Enjoy. I I will say this: Jar Jar, he used to annoy me a lot when I first saw this stuff, but and then I, not but now that bad. but he's, now when I start to watch it, I. It's not that I appreciate him more. It's just he's more background noise for me. Yeah, he's he is he's background noise but, because because I, to me like you know, Qui Gon Jinn, you know, um, oh, Neeson. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is a standout, is unbelievable. Natalie Portman, I think, is fantastic in this film. Like I, she was the best in this. Her in Out of the film. three films, she was the best in this one. You know, and you know, you got the the character. And then you have Darth Maul. You got Darth Maul who kicks. Yes, he's he, just so cool. He was so you know, cool. You, got, you know, you got the Wado, you know, you got the whole thing that happened on... Um, I think on Tatooine that was there. On Tatooine, yeah. like, like, like the whole cyborg, like, you Which know, nothing, nothing, the pod race was good. The only thing I, the only thing I didn't like about the pod race, I thought was he was a two-headed guy. You know, I thought that was, I thought the announcement was, was a little stupid. Too, that was too NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. It was, but, but, like, I thought the pod race was good. Like, I thought the story was good. Well, seeing Coruscant was cool. Like, seeing, like, the actual yeah. capital city. And seeing where the the Galactic Republic was, you know that that's I me. Mean, like I said, and that's one of the reasons why it's it's higher up on my list. You know the the, the uh, locations that they use because the the, the, yeah. the that the, where the, Again, this, these the were palace in Naboo was actually a Italy. real place. That's Italy, and, it's, and like it yeah. really looked nice. Yeah, no. water with um, 
Gungans? Yeah, the Gungans. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the underwater scenes in the Gungans in that city. You know, I, I, I thought this movie just, it just had a, I, it, to me it had a lot going for it, and it's enjoyable, and it's watchable. And if, and if you let Jar Jar Binks ruin it for you, you can't give him, you can't give, you can't give him that much strength no. to allow him to ruin the movie for you. No, it's, I, I agree. There's because I, I, I still think it's it's not a bad film. Out of the, I definitely enjoy that film the most out of the prequel trilogy, and I didn't for a little bit because yeah. I remember walking out of that movie out of Episode One and I was disappointed because I really was expecting something else. So yeah, for the tenth time, I think more. I might have been a zombie. But, but like, I, I remember walking out of there like it was good but like, like again like my first star wars like yeah. experience in the theater with you know starting the new trilogy i'm like oh, i was kind of expecting a little more like the film but i didn't yeah. love it i wanted to walk yeah. out of there loving it oh yeah like, i walked I... out of force awakens i loved force awakens yeah. and i wanted that i want that feeling so you know walking at episode one i was like I was like, all right, like let's see where it goes, you know, and and, and that's that's kind of how I took it, but uh, but I've definitely grown to appreciate that film a lot more than when I uh, when I originally saw it. Yeah. So that was that was your four. Four, yeah, because walk I can tell you, walking out of the trailer for Phantom Menace, you after the trailer after fantastic. seeing the trailer, walking into the film, yeah, you are expecting magic. I mean, I literally was expecting to see one of the best movies I have ever seen. Because I, you know, because at that point, you know, Lucas really hadn't done anything no. bad. You know what I mean? No. You know, I was, and it wasn't, it was not the best movie ever made, trust me. But but it, 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 to me, it was enjoyable. So that was your, okay, so that was your four. So that was that, my four. So I'll so jump into mine. Mine is, um, my four is Rogue One. Okay. Uh, I, I really liked Rogue One. I really liked how they made it now, look Number four, best. This, this is quality. 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 Yeah, I really liked Rogue One. I really thought wow. it, it, this to me really looked very much like the original trilogy. And seeing as how they tied this film directly into episode four, uh, I thought it was very well done. Uh, yeah. It was a shocking film as how much I actually enjoyed it because I really didn't think, I'm like, I'm going into this film, there's no Jedi involved, you know, you're not thinking about any any of that stuff. You just, you just know it's a backstory to Death Star. So you're like, okay. The ending to that film, when everybody dies, was completely unexpected. But when you see it happen, you're like, "That's how it has to be done." Right. That's and that's how it would have happened. Like you know, everyone had to be people, wiped out. People would have all sacrificed themselves yeah. to get the plans out. It didn't out. have the happy end. It doesn't right. have a happy. It ending. doesn't have an happy ending because all these people, because you, you were wondering in the film, well, where are these people in the original trilogy? Like yeah. I remember, kept I kept repeating that. Like, where are these people in the original trilogy? Yeah. And that's how they take them out. And you know what? It makes complete sense. It puts everything in canon. It was so well done how they had to sew everything together because you knew where they had to go. Like they had an old, they had a blank page for part of that film, but at the end, you knew where it had to be to tie into Episode Four. Yeah. I thought it was well done. I thought the CG I for uh, Tarkin over the actor's face was great. I thought that was really well done. I thought that was actually better than uh, the Carrie Fisher look at the end uh, that they used. I'm not sure, you know, the Carrie Fisher uh, CGI was a little bit weaker in my opinion. I thought the Tarkin one was real. Uh, like when I saw Tarkin, I'm like, oh, they're not gonna make the guy talk. Like we're just gonna see him. Yeah. 
but then he talks yeah. and I was like wow. wow like that that really got me some really really good stuff with Rogue One seeing Vader's castle on Mustafar uh, bringing that back was really cool seeing him in his uh, his his healing tank that that he had um, I, I just I thought that was great introducing the U-wing so again introducing like new tech new uh, new fighters that we hadn't seen uh, tying in some of the rebel droids you see chopper or the rebels is one of the animated series mm -hmm. he's in there R2 and C3PO are at the Yavin base you know I mean so many great tie-ins that they had to this uh, I just, just really, really enjoyed that film. And, I, and I, I still can't believe how much I like it. And I really go back and forth between how much I like that versus The Force Awakens as far as, like, what's my favorite new... What's my favorite Disney Star Wars film? Uh, I go back and forth with those two. But, yeah, no, I really enjoyed Rogue One. Yeah, you know, and for me, like, my 4, 5, and 6, uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Rogue One, they're all really close to each other. Like, on any given day... Any one of those positions might have a jockey. And not to mention the end the end scene with Darth Vader in in the ship. Kicking, that, it just completely kicking ass. And that was completely unexpected. Like you did not expect I don't think anybody expected to see Darth Vader whip out his lightsaber and just destroy those rebel troopers. Yeah. And it was like that's the Vader we all want to see. Is is that guy kicking butt through a hallway with these troopers. And that was that was like the cherry on the cake for me at the end of the film. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I I was act, I almost like felt surprised that this movie came out of the Disney machine. But I, I think the reason it did is I, I think they allowed I think they I think the people at the top had less control over this film because I think Well again, this was another one where they had to change directors. There was two there was two directors. They started with one. And I think like almost halfway through the film, wasn't really? working out. Yeah, got rid of him. Brought in I think Gareth Edwards, and uh, he finished off the film. But but I could see like you know the people at the top just going, look, let let them do what they want. Yeah. Because you know, Rogue One was not going to be a cash cow for them. That was just they didn't think it was. That was just a filler for them to make money. They're just yeah. doing that because you know why not? You know I think and it was a lower budgeted film. All those. All those people at the top, high echelons in Disney, yeah. they're looking at episodes seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. These are the cash cows. These are our investments. Well, they just came out with these are the movies that we're not talking about making our money back. We're talking yeah. about making billions and billions of dollars to fund. But they just came out with episode yeah. seven the year before. Episode seven makes over two billion dollars. So right now they're like, anything right now is gravy. It's like, yeah, and they, exactly. And when seven's out, I mean, when six, uh, yeah, when episode seven's out. Rogue One was already being made, so they're like, "All right, yeah, well, whatever happens with that, we'll we'll just take." They had no idea this film yeah. was going to make well, a you know, billion dollars. I mean, dollars. someone someone you know wants to take creative chances in Episode Seven, not going to happen. You know, someone's going to sit there and say, "You're not taking any chances. We have to make a billion dollars with Episode seven. Somebody wants to take some chances on so on um, on Rogue One, yeah, and so some like you know maybe you know some uncommon choices or you know you know going a certain like. They're gonna be like, yeah, okay, sure. Don't just don't right. go crazy, but right. whatever. You know, I don't think there was somebody looking at it going, oh no, 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 no. You know, everybody, you know, because normally they'd be like, oh no, no, everybody can't die. That's not a happy ending. Well, you right. know, you know. So yeah, I, I, mean, really, think I really that. think think about like that, like that. There is was a huge more, risk. I think That's there was it. more creative freedom yeah. allowed 
because they considered it less of a cash cow property. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I just think you know? that, but to me, like, that is... Had they applied that mentality to episode seven, eight, and nine, they probably would have been better films and made more money. Yeah. Because they would have been surprised. They would they would have made, they would have been making more money than they ever would have thought and have no idea how or why, but it would have worked. Right. You know, because Rogue One made a boatload of money. It made over a, a million... Uh, a lot more than Solo. Oh, yeah. A lot more than Solo. All right, so are we on the top three now? Top three. All right. Now, this really, I think John and I are the same with this. This should really be an only <laughs> Yeah. You know, top three is original trilogy. Sorry. Yeah. So, what, now you went, I, I mean, think, the same as me, right? What'd you go with? What's number three for my you? My number three is Jedi. Yeah. And Return then, of the Jedi. And then two? Number two is Star Wars. And then one, of course. Number one is Empire. Yeah. Agreed. Because, um, you know, you know, some people sit and say, wait a minute, how can Star Wars not be number one? This is best. You know, right. In, if there's there's another list out there of the greatest movies, and Star Wars would be number one on greatest because it is the groundbreaking, the the, the, right. the all time favorite. The bar. It you know you know it it's it changed everything. Yeah. You know it is Star Wars is one of the greatest movies ever made, but Empire Strikes Back is a better film. It's just, it's it just doesn't it, it, it just didn't break the ground that Star Wars yeah. did. But Empire Strikes Back, in my opinion, is a the writing is a perfect film. It's so well done. It written. is a perfect film. It's so well done. It you know, is, I mean, you bring in perfect. a character, a, a main character like Yoda, who's a puppet. It's a puppet mm -hmm. in a live action film. They had no idea how that was gonna work. And George says, No, no, no. This is gonna work. It's gonna be believable. And they bring in Frank Oz. Yeah. You know, so to me, oh, I, I mean, yeah. I'm in complete agreement with this. I have the same thing where I have Jedi as three, A New Hope as two, and then Empire as one. Because to me, Jedi could have been a four-star movie. And when I was younger, I would not have put, yeah. I would not have put Empire as high because I was not a fan of Empire when I was a kid. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I think when I saw Empire Strikes Back in the movies when it first came out, I did not like it as much as Star Wars. But it has respect. It's grown. It's grown. It, yeah, my, my respect of that film I mean, has grown it, so much. Because you know, you got you know you got Hoth, and then you got um, Dagobah, yeah. and then you got the, the Bespin, uh, uh, Cloud City, Bespin. Cloud City, yeah. Bespin. Yeah. You know, and the, the whole di the whole dynamic with uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, it's just. It's just I mean, and then the reveal. At it's the just end. a perfect. It, it's a yeah. perfect film. Whereas Jedi, I feel like. Half of that movie is four stars. The whole thing, the whole dynamic with with uh, Luke Skywalker and Vader, that that is on point. It is four stars. It is unbelievable. But then you get the whole the other story um, on Endor, Endor the with Endor, the goddamn yeah. Ewoks. To me, it cheapens the film because uh, you can even see that they that the um, the jokes that they try and even use with uh, C three PO and 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 R two D two, they're they try and they try and do that, and in my opinion, most of it falls flat. It's forced and it falls flat. Whereas those type of scenarios that happen in Empire are perfect on point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, Empire Strikes Back to me is a perfect film. It's it's I think it's one of the ten best films ever made all time in terms of quality. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, I think it's just so fantastic. I mean, all I mean, all three of my original trilogy, but um, 
but Empire is just so well done. It's and it's really just, like I said, it's grown on me so much in the last 10, it's 15 years. Flawless from beginning. You know, and I, I realized as I got older, I really started to understand how how good that movie is. Oh, it's it's, a, it's off it's it. off the scale. So, uh, but Star yeah. Wars is, was will always be the sentimental favorite because it was the first, it was the groundbreaking one. Yeah. It, it it Star Wars changed film. You know, there are certain movies that came out that basically like you know changed filmmaking. You know, from from there's a there's a there's a dividing line, and Star Wars is one of those dividing yeah. lines. You know, that really changed filmmaking, um, even. Basically, and its effects are still felt to this day. Absolutely. You know, there's, you know, that, and it's a shame because most, that's why most, most people today know very few films made earlier than Star Wars because it's a completely different paradigm of mentality. What's, um, so now let's go through our favorites real quick. And I think we could go through them pretty quick. I think let's just, let's just, I think, let's we, just, let's I think just, we'll go from one, let's to, just, one to 11. Oh, no, we gotta go back. Gotta go back. Gotta go backwards still. So what's your, you go, just go from, well, you go 11 and I'll go 11. Let's go, but we'll just okay. make it go fast. My least favorite is Revenge of the Sith. Mine's Attack of the Clones. Uh, then real wow, Attack of the Clones at the bottom. Attack of the Clones is <laughs> fine for me. Wow, well, that's the, the, funny. like I said, the lowest is the Clone Wars animated yeah. film, but we're not, right, we're not gonna right, talk right. about it. Attack of the Clones. Is okay, the so my number ten is Solo. Mine's the same with you. My number nine is The Last Jedi. Mine's Revenge of the Sith. Um, my number eight is The Force Awakens. Mine is uh, Phantom Menace. My number seven is The Rise of Skywalker. Seven is Last Jedi. But that could change with, like, I could switch those between one and uh, episode one and episode seven. My, my episode eight, excuse me. My number seven is episode eight, The Last Jedi. That could switch with episode one. My number six is Attack of the Clones. My number six is Rise of Skywalker. Now, my number five and my number four are really close, but I'm going with number five, Return of the Jedi. Five for me is Rogue One. And my number four is Rogue One. I like Rogue One better than Return. And then I have four as... I uh, really like Rogue One. Four I have as The Force Awakens. And again, the, my the Force Awakens and Rogue One could, could easily switch with me. Because I, I really enjoy Rogue One, and there are really good things I like about The Force Awakens. So that can go back and forth. My number three is The Phantom Menace. My number three is Empire. My number two is Empire. Two is uh, A New Hope. And my number one is Star Wars. My number one is Return of the Jedi. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I, I love, uh, I mean, you know, I, I love Jedi Luke, so that to me is, uh, that's why it's my favorite. Yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars, you know, I have a list of, like, my top 200, favorite, top 200 films, favorite in order, and Star Wars, I think, is uh, number seven, and Empire comes pretty, probably in the top 25 for sure, if not top 20. Yeah. I mean, listen, the guys, and you can see that John, his list and my list are, are similar and different. Yeah. But guess what? Neither one is wrong. So you guys are going to, you know, it'd be cool, a cool experiment. Make your own list. Try to do these lists because it's, it's actually not easy. Your favorite list is probably going to be easier. But, you know, when you talk about the quality of the films, you, you got to be more objective about it and not yeah. just, you know, take emotion out of the equation. Yeah, it's not just what you like. Right. So it's a little bit harder. So, you know, we definitely recommend trying this experiment out and seeing what you come up with because it's going to shock you a little bit. Um, yeah, because at the end of the day, I, I might even, I think I might have even been, um, uh, you know, influenced a little because I have Phantom Menace as number four on, on the best and it, it really might not be. You know what I mean? But, no, uh, but, the, you know, it's, I think you need time to fill these out. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah. Johnny Mo and I did these within, I don't know, 10 minutes. And we mm -hmm. were kind of just like, let's just jot these down fast. 
But you know, the more that we are sitting here talking about it, the more I'm realizing that I I probably shift things around a little bit right now. Maybe like one spot or two, nothing, not drastic. Yeah, nothing would jump from the top to the bottom. Sure. Like my top three are solidified. Like yeah. I'll tell you that right now. It's, it's for my favorites. It's always going to be Return of the Jedi first, A New Hope, and then Empire. Um, but you know, if we spent some time doing going through all this stuff, I guarantee you we could probably move some things around. Um, but why don't you guys try that out? I think it's a real fun experiment to do. Oh yeah. Um, if you haven't watched Star Wars before, please figure out a way that you want to watch it. Um, I think Johnny, Mo, and I would both recommend watching them in their release date first, so this way you can you can understand the whole shock value of everything that occurs when that big twist happens. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you start off with uh, watching Episode One first, it's you kind of spoil that. So it's, yeah. it's, to me, it's not worth it. Um, but yeah, this was fun. Yeah. I know we've been waiting to do this for a long time. We got to finally do it. It took a uh, it took a pandemic for us to actually get together and, and, and yep. do this. And and I highly recommend um, not just doing a favorite list for the Star Wars ones. If you haven't, if you're a movie person and you haven't come up with uh, your your a list of your favorite films, you know, in order, you know, it's I tell you what you, what you do is you you make a short list of like uh, 150 films, like the the films like you know you don't you don't know what they are. You don't know what, you know, you can't just sit there and say, okay, what's number one? And then just go down the line. Basically, you start just thinking of films. Make a list of about 150, and then put that list on the side. And then, now you have one through 100. Now you have a one through 100 slot. And then you look at look at your pool of mm -hmm. films, and then you say, okay, what's my favorite film? And then you can literally just start crossing them off and putting them on this list. And then you'll have, like, 100. Yeah. And then after you think about that for a while... You can jockey some around because uh, ultimately you could, there's going to be a film that you forgot, you know. Yeah. And then it's like, and then and then you, you get it in. Plug there. it in. And then you plug it in, and it's actually, you know, if you're a movie person, that really is a fun thing because there's nothing more fun about thinking about your favorite films. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, guys, try this out. It's a fun little uh, experiment to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we hope you guys enjoyed this stuff. We're hoping that you know we get to do some. So movie reviews soon enough. Uh, I know with the, with the movie shut down, I can tell you right now when the movies open up, uh, I, I plan on going back. Might wear a mask, you know. But I'm not going to be sitting next to anybody. Like he and I will probably sit a couple chairs apart from one another. Yep, but yep, yep. Uh, I, I guarantee you, I'll be back in the theaters when uh, when they do open up. Yeah, because what did we miss? Wasn't Wonder Woman supposed to be out already, and now it's no. Uh, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in June, but that got pushed to August. Uh, okay. Black Widow got moved. Um, yeah, all these movies got moved. It sucks. Oh my god! There's, I mean, I know I'm forgetting a bunch, but there mm -hmm. were at least five or six like quality films that got that got pushed back. Yeah. So, well, we'll see what ends up happening later throughout the year. But uh, if anything, maybe we'll be doing some retro reviews again. Sure. This might give us some time to kind of catch up on some of those. But guys, with that, uh, yep. stay safe during all this. Yep. Hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time with the movies, guys. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.